Welcome back to another episode of Secrets of Nature with... My name is Lexi. You can't throw me for a loop like that. (laughs) All you had to say was Lexi. (laughs) Lexi. My name is Lexi. And I'm Rachel. And when we posted on Instagram this past week for our last episode, Rachel captioned it, if you're sick of what's happening on land, let's take you underwater. But today we're strapping back in and dragging ourselves back on land. No. Because what? Mine has all to do with the ocean. Oh, well, mine has to do with land. Yeah, so we're doing both. So we're doing both. But you know what? Sometimes it's important to know what's happening on land. Even if you, it's painful. It's important. It's painful everywhere, really. It really is. But anyway. <laughs> do you have anything positive to share before I do, we get into the- I do. I was really excited to talk about this. No, but ever since Toby came on our podcast and we were talking about like consumerism and how nothing is really built to last anymore. I don't know about you, but I think about it on a daily basis, literally 24-7. I'm always thinking about material objects, and I always have anxiety from it. Can you relate to that at all? Kind of. I won't, I feel like I stress more about what's in our food than that kind of stuff. Equally important. Equally important, so that's good. Well, actually, when I see all those all these influencers do like what I got in PR and it's like more in like a month and it's more than I buy in a whole year yeah. that stresses me out I'm like how is this how are you glamorizing this um well no I have like actual anxiety on a regular basis just about like the amount of material objects on the planet very irrational really can't control it I can do some things to help it I guess but I can't control it and I also have been thinking a lot more about like things not being built to last just like we talked about in the interview and last weekend, my boyfriend and I wanted to play Guitar Hero. He's literally had the Guitar Hero game in our apartment since we moved in together, and we haven't played it once. And it's literally the Guitar Hero he's had since he was a kid, and he brought it to college with him. And I'm sure he played it in college, but we haven't played it once since we've lived together, and we've lived together for almost two years. So I like saw the guitar in our apartment, and I was like, we should play this. We haven't, we've never played it together and I'm just tired of like watching shows and stuff. So we go to like start the game up and like the guitar is not working. It's like kind of working, but the game's not really picking it up. And like, I was literally just thinking like, great, like this guitar is probably 15 years old. He said that the guitar is probably 15 years old. I was like, it just doesn't work anymore. It's just going to be one more thing to like throw in the trash, right? We're going to have to like, maybe we can get like a used guitar on eBay or something that like pairs with the game. So I'm like bummed out. And he literally looks up a YouTube video where, like, the guy takes apart the inside of the guitar and watches a video on how to, like, solder it to make it work again. So he, like, gets out his soldering tools and, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I just have to, like, solder this wire to this wire and then fix this and then it'll work again. And it took him, like, almost two hours, but he just, like, fixed it and it worked perfectly again. And we've played it, like, four times since then. And I, I just, know. it just made me, it made me feel really good that we, we, <laughs> I did nothing, that he fixed it. And, and at the end he was just kind of like, oh wow, I probably saved like 40 bucks having someone else fix it. And I was more just like, I'm just glad you didn't throw it away. Like, you know, like that was my yeah. first instinct. Well, he like, paid someone to fix it. Well, I don't know. But like, even like my first instinct was to just throw it away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
Well, the average po- person probably doesn't have like a soldering kit. Or like, knows how. Yeah. yeah. The average person doesn't like know how to solder. Mm-hmm. I still have my guitar. But Does it's it for the Wii. Um, I don't know. I haven't used it. I sold the game, which was stupid. I could buy it probably on eBay. It was like my favorite. It had when we were young. Oh, when you were young by the killers. When you were young. Yeah. I would play it over and over again. <laughs> and that song, it's like, soul ride. Do. Wait. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I don't know. Take it easy. Ding, ding, ding. I really just play like two songs over and over again. Yeah. Anyways, I actually have a fun little skincare thing I learned this week. Thanks to TikTok. <laughs> I learn everything on TikTok. Anything I know or appear to know is something that I got from TikTok. It's called skin slugging. And it's like going viral, I guess. Is it like blood? What is it no, called? It's- <laughs> what is it called when you put a leech on your skin? To like suck out a disease. No. Skin slugging sounds like that's. What I wouldn't think. call that a skincare thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the medieval times or whenever the hell they used that. Anyways, it's literally <laughs> you just put Vaseline or Aquaphor or CeraVe healing ointment on your skin as the last step in your skincare routine at night. And it's supposed to like seal everything in and prevent moisture loss while you're sleeping. And, like, the thing is, the particles are so big, and so they can't penetrate your skin, so you're not actually, like, getting clogged pores or anything, which sounds like it would do, but it doesn't. I wasn't listening because I was researching what the word is, and it's just called leaching. Skin slugging sounds like it would be leaching. No, it doesn't. (laughs) I've been doing it all week. I've been using Aquaphor, though. And honestly, I think it really works. Like, my skin when I wake up in the morning is really nice and still hydrated usually i wake up with like really dry skin because you know you're rubbing your face all night on your pillow and just like moisture loss and stuff but now i wake up with soft plump skin and i have acne prone skin and i have not gotten acne my skin has gotten better from using this the past week i have less pimples than when i started maybe i should try i currently have um acne on my like along my chin i've never had acne in my life I was very blessed and I have such a horrible breakout along my chin and on like my one cheek and I thought it was because I was using I was wearing disposable masks at work mm-hmm. um, but I've even since like for the past few months I've only been wearing the cloth ones maybe it's like what I'm maybe like the Tide Pods like I don't know I don't know what the reason is maybe it's just wearing a mask my body's trying to tell me something well I've been wearing a mask for uh, every day for two years now three years how much what, what year is it when did COVID start almost two years now i've been wearing a mask every single day so i don't know why i would break out within the last like four months i don't know need all the help i can get anyway so if you have dry skin i suggest skin slugging you don't even have to put it on your entire face like i don't put it on my nose but i put it everywhere uh, yeah i would not put it on my nose yeah i put it everywhere else except for my nose and I've really been liking it. The time just said 11-11 on the audio recording. Whoa. I saw a tweet. <laughs> it was the date just passed and it was 2-2-22, uh, February 2nd. And <laughs> Rachel and I were talking about it. And then I saw a tweet that was like, the people that are freaking out about 2-2-22 are really going to lose their shit when they see that 2-22-22 is coming. Okay. Is there anything else you want to share before we start talking about oil spells? <laughs> Um, no, I'm not looking forward to it, but I learned a lot. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it light. 
as wow. light as possible. So two oil spills happened in the last week, is it? Well, when did yours happen? Mine happened January 28th. Yeah, I guess. Mine happened on Wednesday, so the f- third. So mine was Friday. So within the last week. It'll be within the last two weeks by the time this episode posts. Yeah. The world's falling apart. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is that I feel like I have never thought about oil spills in depth once in my life until now. So it's good that we did this research. And I feel like I was like, oh, they happen relatively frequently. But I was like, I don't know how often we're hearing about them. And I guess the ones that we hear about are only really the big ones. And so I looked up how frequently they are. And there was 137 oil spills in 2018 in the United States alone, which comes down to about 11 per month. And the spills ranged from 30 gallons to 2.1 million gallons. Is that land and ocean? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, there's, we probably don't hear about most of them. And so if we're only hearing about the large ones, the International Tanker Owners Pollution Federation defines a large oil spill as more than 219,000 gallons and a medium-sized spill as more than 2,200 gallons. And out of the 137 that happened in 2018 in the United States, one was large and 25 were medium-sized and the rest were small. So under 2,000 gallons is small. But if large is considered anything over 200,000 gallons and one was 2 million gallons, that one is the equivalent of 10, quote, large oil spills. Pretty freaking big. Yeah. That one was because of an explosion in Wisconsin. We're going to be talking about a lot of big numbers here and i know it's hard to conceptualize it is hard gallons and tons and all that stuff but just know it's a lot they, <laughs> some of the big. articles kind of like help with the perception with like oh this many gallons is this many bathtubs but even then like i can't thirty-five thousand bathtubs like my brain also can't comprehend that either so yeah so unfortunately i had little to no knowledge on oil spills before we did this research so i'm really dumbing it down i'm sorry if you know a lot about oil and you know a lot about (laughs) oil spills but i really need to make things simple for myself so that my brain understands it so that's what i'm doing here the national oceanic and atmospheric administration reports daily updates on oil and chemical spills and they get notified when there's like a possible spill for example a boat carrying oil breaks down so sometimes an incident doesn't detect any actual pollution but they still will report it if it's like a potential spill but they also get reports from both direct observations and indirect observations so a direct observation would be obviously like oil spilling from a container and an indirect observation would be something like seeing the sheen of oil on the surface of the water or a boat sinking that was carrying oil like you're not seeing the actual oil spill but there's obvious evidence of one again if you know a lot about oil please skip ahead i really wanted to break down what an oil spill is so oil is a fossil fuel fossil fuels are found on earth from decomposing animals and plants we learned this in science class i definitely didn't pay attention during it It's burned for energy, and as we know, fossil fuels are a non-renewable resource, which means they're in limited supply, and they're also responsible for three-quarters of human emissions in the last 20 years, according to National Geographic, but that's an entirely different discussion. And oil has to be transported, and it's transported by pipes, ships, trucks, or trains, and that's like how it's taken to refineries, where it's made into petroleum products, gasoline, other things we use on a regular basis. That brings us to our topic today, which is oil spills. 
And two of these transport methods, ships and pipes, are what we'll be talking about today because my oil spill that I'll be talking about happened because of a pipeline breaking and yours was a ship exploding, wasn't it? Yes. Do you want to talk about yours first? Sure. There's not a lot of information. Well, it also only happened like two days ago, so So maybe that's more why. information will yeah, um, surface. It was a ship off the coast of Nigeria, so that's another reason it's not in our country. Okay, so this is just like a, a fact about oceans that I think is really important to kind of preface. Like preface how important the health of the ocean is. So scientists estimate that about 50 to 80% of the oxygen production on Earth comes from the ocean. And the majority of this production comes from oceanic plankton, drifting plants, algae, and some bacteria. So it changes a lot due to like the time of year and like certain tides and stuff. So that's why it's like a big estimate from 50 to 80%. And it's also hard to actually know the exact percentage but it's very important. So basically, at least half of our oxygen comes from the ocean. So that's why if we kill our oceans, we also kill ourselves. Just remember that. Oh, and I also have that consequences of large oil spills will affect the ecosystems and the economies. And that those consequences can be evidenced for years and years and decades following. It just depends on how much oil is spilled, what kind of oil is spilled, where it happens, what kind of wildlife lives there. There's different factors. But mm-hmm. decades. We're talking decades. So an oil tanker owned by Sheba Exploration and Production Co. exploded off the coast of Nigeria. And it can store about 2 million barrels of oil. But the exact amount on the ship is unknown. The country's state-owned records said that hadn't been that company hadn't been producing oil in 2020 or 2021. And... They also said that their producer's license had been revoked. So it's very sketchy why they like had the ship in the first place. And then from an environmental angle, so this is Idris Musa, director of general of Nigeria's National Oil Spill Detection Response Agency, said, from an environmental angle, we are putting in efforts to prevent damage beyond the current burning of the contents. So there's not really much information. I don't even know if they know like how many people died yet or if anyone died. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, it said that there is 10 people on the ship and I don't even know. How if they, do they not know yet if someone died? I don't think they found them yet. So like, like, they can't say someone's dead if they haven't been found, I guess. So yeah, not a lot of information, but it's still scary. There's a lot of videos. The reason I found it was there's a video going around on Twitter of the ship on fire Mm -hmm. it's a huge ship too and of course people are like oh my god everything we're all trying to do just like protect the environment and then these corporations are like just creating such an immense amount of waste yeah and damage it's just setting us back so much further every single time so i looked up a few facts about you know oil spills in the ocean and this is actually from the oceana website this is all have to do with Europe. I didn't get any facts about America, but I mean, the oceans are all connected, so it affects everyone. But the lack of adequate waste reception facilities and ports to deal with waste um, and the great number of old vessels and the fact that there's inadequate legislation and the lack of 
scruples of some individuals and companies mean that every year millions of tons of hydrocarbons are dumped in our oceans. So about 81% of the world's oil tankers belong to private companies, which are not directly associated with oil companies or governments. So it's very hard to really know what they're doing and regulate them. So about every year, some 300 oil tanker accidents occur. And this is literally just Europe, by the way, causing between 240,000 and 960,000 tons of hydrocarbons to be dumped in our seas. Illegal dumping and routine operations of vessels account between 666,000 and 2.5 million tons of hydrocarbons of marine pollution per year. Just lots of big numbers there. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of pollution is being caused by vessels and ships, not just like oil tankers, but all ships cause so much pollution. And they all have oil, obviously, they run off oil and it's going back into the ocean. It's just very sad. The other spill that happened within the last couple weeks was a spill that took place on what looks like Friday, January 28th in the Ecuadorian Amazon in a natural reserve. Over 6,000 barrels of oil were spilled because of a break in a pipeline that was owned by an oil transport company called OCP. And the pipeline broke because a boulder fell on it during a heavy rainstorm. And this polluted the Kayambe Coca Reserve, which is almost a million acres with who even knows how many plants and animals. And it also polluted the Coca River, where a community of around 700 people bathe, drink from, and go fishing. And the transport company said more than 84% of the oil has been recovered, but the oil spills can spread like crazy so quickly that the damage is already done. It polluted the nature reserve, and then it flowed into the river, and then the rain and the currents can continue spreading it for miles. This article that will be in the show notes that I read about this spill, they interviewed a local who was also part of a cleanup crew, and she said quote, we are tired because this is not a normal life. This will continue as long as the pipeline and the crude oil network continue. And there was actually also a much bigger oil spill in 2020, where a mudslide broke a pipeline and 15,000 barrels of oil leaked into, I think, three Amazon basin rivers. So that's 15,000 barrels compared to 6,000, which is what happened this week. And I also want to note that this article says that crude petroleum is Ecuador's biggest export product. And they have another quote from another local that says, quote, the oil leaves here and we as communities do not share in the profit. Uh, someone else expressed frustration that this happens every few years and that they keep cleaning it up, but the pollution still stays. And I looked it up because I wanted to know, like, which methods of transportation were the most harmful. And this quote by Scientific American says, until the U.S. and the world significantly cut oil use, petroleum will continue to move by train, truck, pipeline, and supertanker, each with its own risks. I actually saw that, like, pipelines were the safest. But I think the reason for that is just because, like, a pipeline incident is the least likely to um, result in, like, death of a human. Like, no one, like, directly dies from, like, pipelines breaking, but they, yeah. all, they all die from, like, explosions and stuff. 
so like safest in that in terms of that yeah this is why people protest about having pipelines put in because this kind of stuff happens yeah like this is just a pipeline that's running through their nature reserve and like a boulder break falling on it is not anyone's fault but why is it there in the first place hmm this is just nature yeah the natural part is the boulder and the the unnatural part is the pipeline i couldn't think of the word unnatural like how they wanted to put a pipeline through the united states oh it just makes me so angry and it just makes me sad like this quote where she just says or i don't know if a man or a woman said this but they just said that this just happens every few years and a worse one just happened two years ago yeah just really messed up to put like a pipeline through where people live and then for something like that to happen and it it just disrupts the whole ecosystem and the locals are part of the cleanup crews like the two locals that they interviewed were part of the cleanup crews and they so they're cleaning it up every time like just the people that live there it's so messed up so obviously oil spills affect humans and how humans live and human habitats and that's also horrible but the plants and the animals, okay, I know they have, like, the dove commercials that, like, really hit home where they're, like, please buy a dove. We're using it to, like, clean ducks or whatever. Oil can coat a bird's wings and leave it unable to fly. Or, this is, like, even sadder, it can strip away the insulating properties of, like, a sea otter's fur. So, they just will get hypothermia. Yeah, I read about that. That's really sad. And as far as humans go, the different toxic compounds that oil consists of can cause heart damage, stunted growth, immune system effects, death, in case the sea otters didn't get to you, Anna. I have to talk about cruise ships. Everybody loves a cruise. Just kidding. I have never had a desire to go on a cruise in Me my either. life. It just okay. seems like so much time wasted on a boat when you could be I seeing know. a place. And when I get done telling you about them... They also cause way more pollution than you just traveling to the actual country. Plus, you, like, after COVID and all those people getting stuck on the cruise ships, I feel like ev- like you couldn't pay me to get on a cruise now. Yeah, I also saw a video of this. I mean, this is super rare, but the ship was swaying so much that the furniture was, like, s- sliding on to both sides of the room. And, like, yeah, things were, like, like, falling down. On you. Yeah. And, like, you could see, you know how, like, when a ship, go, like, turns, like, you can, like, see the whole side is, like, the water. And then it turns and you see the sky. Like, it was doing that. I would die. Um, There was a movie that I saw at your house. Your parents Poseidon! were watching it. Is that what oh, it's, yeah. I it's called? Because Poseidon. I remember, because I was really young when you guys had it's it on. It's traumatizing. Well, listen, I had not seen Titanic yet at that stage of life. So really? I, I, I went a really long time thinking that was Titanic. <laughs> but, but like, this movie it's is different. It's not romantic. No, this movie is different. Like, the, the ship, like, flips upside down, doesn't it? Yeah, but the, it's scarier than the Titanic because the Titanic happened over 100 years ago. This was like a recent like cruise ship that oh got flipped God. over. And it's like the How scariest. divine recent. It came out in 2006. So like a 2006 cruise ship. Wow. I mean, it's not based yeah. on a, re- a real story, people. But oh, I thought you meant it was based on a no. real cruise ship. Okay, that makes me feel better. Oh my god. Doesn't it mentally it feel like scary. we're still in 2017? Like whenever I think like what's the year, I think it's 2017. No. Um I also Well, no, promis- actually I don't think it's 2017. The like, year see, 2017 still seems like it's the future to me. Okay, carry on. I also was traumatized by the movie The Perfect Wave. That also traumatized me. Any movie where people get stuck on a boat. 
I'm sure all our <laughs> listeners are rushing to their nearest notepad to jot down the movies that traumatize us. Honestly, it's so scary. It's just about like a fishing boat and the perfect wave <laughs> hits the boat. It's kind of like Poseidon. <laughs> the boat gets flipped over and they're all stuck there. And they're too far from the shore. <sighs> Don't spoil it. I'm just kidding. I will never watch. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious what happens. I'm done taking movie recommendations from you. I didn't recommend this movie. Oh. Don't watch it. I'm saying it traumatized me. It's so... uh, I just hate, like, the worst way to die would to be stuck on a boat and it's, like, flipped over. Or it's sinking. (laughs) That would just be my nightmare. Dying out at sea. Well, just pray a shark swims on by. No. It'll kill you faster. I don't want to be ripped apart by a shark. Well, it's better than freezing and drowning. No, I think drowning is faster than being ripped apart by a shark. Yeah, but it's not like you're just drowning. You're like sitting on the boat waiting for it to sink. So you want me to jump in the water and hope that a shark just randomly comes I didn't say jump in the water. I said wait for the shark and then jump in the water. How would I know the shark is there? The fin sticking out of the water, obviously. You think they just swim around with their fin out of the water all the time? <laughs> That's how I envision. That only That's happens in movies. They don't just, sw- like, in the middle of the ocean, they're not just going to be swimming around, like, close. <laughs> Anyways. How else are they going to let people know they're coming? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways. Okay, so cruise ships. They dump about, actually more, than 1 billion gallons of sewage in the ocean last year. Much of it raw or poorly treated. So just remember, when you're on the cruise ship and you take a poopy, <laughs> you're basically just taking a poopy right in the ocean. So the point is that it's untreated. Yes. Mia Magic said she makes her guests pee outside. Yeah. I'd be like, you don't understand. <laughs> I, I have problems. No, actually, I've gotten better at squatting, but I used to not be able to squat. Rachel learned how to squat when she was in her 20s, which is psychotic. My mom taught me when I was old enough to stand. Oh, I just did not go in public be- restrooms. I guess I wasn't tall enough to squat when I first Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> when you're two years old, like, walking restrooms. Whenever I was tall enough to squat, I was doing it. <laughs> Like, even people that put toilet paper on the seat, I think, are weird. That's hover. Hover. That little strip of toilet paper is not doing a thing for you. Like, why do you need to sit? I've gotten better. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> By law, wastewater dumped within three nautical miles. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look it up. Of the shore must be treated. But beyond that, ships can just do whatever they want. Why are cruise ships not more regulated? Ask the government. So, in addition, each ship generates and dumps about eight times that much gray water from sinks, showers, and baths. A nautical mile is slightly longer than a mile on land. Hmm. I wonder if it's because water is always moving. Maybe. Um, But anyways, this gray water can contain many of the same pollutants as sewage and significantly affects water quality. Sewage pollution can cause gastrointestinal diseases, diarrhea, hepatitis, and other illnesses in people exposed through contaminated seafood or water. Fish, shellfish, coral reefs, and other aquatic life can suffocate due to the surplus nitrogen and phosphorus from ship sewage. So basically, 
cruise ships are super polluting the ocean. And I feel like when I hear about how like polluted the ocean is and how seafood is contaminated, it makes seafood super unappealing. I know. Like I used, yeah, I used to love shrimp, and now I just am reminded that they just eat like shit all day. Um, no, I actually agree. When you think about how polluted the ocean is, like sushi becomes less appealing. Yeah, it all becomes less appealing. I swear, growing up, I ate salmon all the time. I thought it was the most delicious delicacy I could possibly get my hands on. It was like such a treat. And as I got older, I like tried to eat a piece of salmon the other day and I couldn't like I couldn't stomach it. Like I had like a few bites of it and I was like, if I have one more bite of this, I'm going to throw up. Totally lost my taste for it. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Obviously, though, it has to be prepared correctly. Well, it was cooked perfectly. Like I made it myself. In my air fryer. And it really was cooked perfectly. Like, I took my first bite and I was like, wow, this is delicious. Like, compliments to the chef. Gave myself a pat on the back. And, like, after a few bites, it was just, like, the salmon itself. Like, I just was, was it was just unappealing. Like, I don't know. My body's rejecting the sea, the seafood. I feel like I cannot remember the last time I thought, like, you know what sounds really good right now? Salmon. Or any kind of seafood. Like, I can't remember the last time I was, like, craving seafood. Yeah, I just eat it when someone makes it. But Yeah, exactly. So I found this super interesting. I found this website called Friends of the Earth. And they give like a report card of every major cruise line. And they I love websites them. like that. Yeah. Um, so they grade it on sewage treatment, air pollution reduction, water quality compliance, and transparency. So the one that got the best rating was Disney. And this is from 2021. Wow. Was Disney at the top getting a B minus? <laughs> Does any, so none of them have an A. No. <laughs> and then Carnival Cruise is the lowest with an F. And they also have criminal violations. <laughs> so I always see deals for Carnival Cruises, but just know they suck when it comes to anything environmental. I was just interested to know about like the Royal Caribbean because they have the largest ship ever made called symphony of the seas and it got a big old rating of f (laughs) (laughs) and it's brand new i think it came out like last year and it's just really interesting because when you google it it's like all these websites basically raving about how great all of the the stuff that they're doing um so royal caribbean has said that the structure is a zero landfill ship meaning they deal with their own waste, ranging all the way from recycling to water filtration. So that sounds great. But then Friends of the Earth rated them an F, and they also said that they reached out to Royal Caribbean, and they did respond to all their inquiries about its environmental practices with specifics. So they awarded them an A for transparency. So obviously they reached Aren't hiding it. yeah. But it's just interesting that all these websites are saying how great it is. But then this website is basically saying, no, it's not. We When I was looking up um, what, like, the safest form of oil transportation was, because I wanted to know, I was, like, reading a long thing about how, like, pipelines are super safe and great. And it was, like, it wasn't just, like, oh, they all suck, but this is the safest because X, Y, and Z. It was, like, literally saying how, like, amazing pipelines are. And it was literally a pipeline website. I didn't even realize it was, like, a website for a pipeline company. Yeah, like, (laughs) there was a Royal Caribbean blog website, and I was reading the blog, and this guy was just raving about all the stuff that they do on this new ship. 
so you just really have to be careful where you get your information from. Like these are huge corporations that know how to market and do PR and basically cover up any negative information about themselves. Rachel is holding her hands on this microphone like she means business and you need to listen to what she's saying right now. It's true. Like She's like holding it down like she is communicating the end of the world over the radio. <laughs> if you didn't do much research and you just Googled the ship and environmental impact or whatever, like you would see all these websites saying like, oh, how great it is or whatever. And it's really not. I just find that interesting. I guess your best bet if you want to cruise and you care about the environment is to go on a Disney, a Disney cruise. cruise. <laughs> we will also, I'll also link this website below to that page with the report card. And it also gives, it does the cruise lines and also specific cruise ships. But honestly, going on a cruise just creates a lot of pollution. So your best bet is just to travel to whatever country you want to go. I guess if you have a family, it could be difficult, but we definitely need to fight for more regulations when it comes to cruise ships because they're really just out here destroying the ocean for people to have a good time. Is it time for something positive yet? <laughs> I guess. This is, well, a, I want. this is as positive as I could get. Oh. <laughs> uh. I guess I won't talk about all the stuff that happens to sea animals. No. When they're moving on. Moving on. Well, the... I gave like a few like loose examples and I just feel like if you want to know how harmful oil spills can be for wildlife, you need to just Google it and read it. Thank you. Honestly, just imagine yourself ingesting oil or getting oil all over you. And chances are you're not (laughs) nearly as cute as a sea otter. So imagine it as yourself and then make it 10 times worse. Just imagine just drinking a glass of oil. Just bad things are going to happen. A sip. Take a sip. Bad things are going to happen to you, so... Okay, I need to hear something positive or else I'm unplugging your mic. <laughs> it's really not that positive. But anyways, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration does a lot to try and reverse the damage of oil spills, specifically in the water. And they do do a good job tracking contamination and finding the areas most affected. They take aerial photos so they can track where the contamination is and they try to make sure other vessels avoid these areas so it doesn't disturb the oil spill. And they also help communities prepare for and adapt to impacts of major spills. So they're doing their best out here to try and use technology and help of other organizations to not have oil spills cause as much damage because Unfortunately, there's no way to avoid it because we run off fossil fuels because people only care about money. And for some reason, we just can't switch to renewable resources because a lot of rich people will lose money. Yep. Like the argument is that it's too expensive, but just look at it in a way where like the people that are making all the money now will just be making less. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I mean, you know how many people in Congress are probably getting money from people in the oil industry they control way more than we know about i'm sure and until these people stop controlling the world we'll never fully run on renewable energy and as i said the fossil fuels will run out well we honestly like i don't even know if we'll get to that point before we just destroy everything yeah and a really annoying thing i had to do in college was i had to do this huge project research project with a group for BP. Yeah, BP, the oil company, the one that had that giant oil spill in 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico. That was like... Oh my God, you type in BP oil and it's just the first 
yeah. result is BP oil spill. If you go on their website, it's just filled with all the wonderful things that they're doing. Oh, yeah. This is like the famous oil spill. Yeah. Like when I think of oil spills, I think of the Gulf of, the Gulf of Mexico because of this. Yeah, that's BP. And I had to do a whole project about how great they were. I, sh- I wanted to like tell my... <laughs> My teacher would be like, this is against my beliefs. Like, you can't make me research this company. That's awful. Because, like, basically all of their website is just bullshit about... If you don't... If BP doesn't sound familiar, Google BP Oil and their logo will ring several bells. I mean, everyone's probably seen it because they have... Yeah. Gas stations. Exactly. I saw this logo and I was like, uh. oh, okay. <laughs> that BP. Anyways, they're awful destroying the planet like no amount of their stupid renewable energy that they're acting like they're taking part in is going to reverse any of the damage that they've caused to this planet and will continue to cause and also they're never going to like fully switch to renewable energy because oil is what makes them money so they're always going to they're always going to make sure that somebody needs oil i also had to do a project promoting dasani water Dasani water that I'm pretty sure literally has sodium in its ingredients list. Unless that was just like a no, they do for flavor. Theory. Your water should not like fizz when you open it, like like when you open a soda. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just like everyone hates this water. Why well, have to do a project about how great it is? And it's not, it's not sparkling water. Anyways. That's all we have for today. <laughs> you like ended on your positive note and then you went back to immediately the oil company that's the worst. Okay. Well, my positive note is there are organizations that are trying to prevent oil spills. And there's people out there trying to fight against pipelines. And oh, also another thing that was good that happened to the oceans. Trump wanted to basically open up our entire coastline from Alaska all the way like around our entire country to oil drilling and almost every single governor of the state that was on the water Mm -hmm. protested and said or like took him to court and was like no so he didn't he didn't win and it didn't happen thank god but that would be awful if they like that means there could be a drilling facility right off the coast of New Jersey and if there was an oil spill our Jersey shore would be destroyed See, that's some good news. So there are some wins out there. There's just more losses right now. (laughs) But you know what? We're going to continue to vote for people that care and help organizations that... (laughs) Not many of them care, even if they act like they do. Well, when Rachel texted me that she wanted to do an episode on these oil spills that happened... Because it was like two back to back, literally within days of each other. And mm-hmm. my response was literally no fun. Like that was what I responded. <laughs> but when we first came up with the idea for this podcast, we agreed that we wanted to talk about the fun stuff, the fun secrets of nature, as much as the things we need to be aware of in nature. Because like we said in the very beginning, this is supposed to be about how humans affect nature and how nature affects humans. And we've been talking a lot lately about how nature affects humans. We haven't talked in a while about how humans affect nature. Yeah. And a lot of stuff is covered up, especially if it has to do with a big corporation because they obviously don't want bad PR. So sometimes we just forget that all of these things are happening and we just need to remember that they are happening and that we should continue fighting for our rights to have clean water and clean environments. Well said. So 
I hope this motivates you. To not go on a cruise. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Not oh. that I ever was planning to. Just, I hope this motivates you. If they try to put a pipeline in your backyard, get out there and protest. <laughs> I would do it, but none of them are near us. They're all out west. But I would be protesting. Okay, well, I hope we didn't depress you too much. <laughs> Our next two episodes are very fun episodes. and I'm very, very excited about them. Make sure you write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Secrets in Nature Podcast. And I hope you have a terrific day or night wherever you are. Until next Friday. Goodbye. Bye.